0: All right, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Bucks of America Podcast. Today, I am Toma Warren, Sportsman Alliance here for the HHA USA number 8. And uh, the, c- coming down to the tail end of the summer here for this these uh, shootouts here all across the Wisconsin here, going to be for the Honor Flight here and Lacrosse Chat here. And today, I have two special guests here. I have Chris Hammond from HHA, and I also have Tyson Trunk Hill. So we're going to be talking about his relationship and how he came about with HHA and his thing, but also his um, dust. Stoff program that he established here a few years ago. He's a he's a vet, so we're going to talk about some of that right here. So Tyson, why don't you go ahead and give us a? Why don't you tell us who you are?
1: Uh, So my name is Tyson Trunkill, retired Army captain as of June 11th of this year. Started my military career when I was in high school with Iowa National Guard um, as an enlisted soldier, a field artillery, cannon, uh, crew member. So shooting howitzers and cannons and fun stuff like that. Um, Did that for about five or six years. Uh, Attended the University of Northern Iowa. I commissioned uh, as an Army officer through the ROTC program. Awesome. Um, And spent, so from 2000, 5 to just this year, so 16 years or so, as a Army officer um, deployed to Iraq in 05 to 07 on a total of a 26-month deployment um, in the Anbar province of Iraq with the 133rd Infantry. Returned, worked on and off full-time for Iowa Guard through Iowa. Okay. And then worked out of the Fort Dodge or Boone, depending on how you look at a fire cell for the last several years. As a, All right. Fire officer, uh, assistant brigade, FSO, several positions where, you know, a lot of fun, a lot of great memories, a lot of good times. A lot of Sounds fun, like it. A it's. Lot, of, lot of suck, too. But, <laughs> I mean, it's part of the business, and I, I loved it. Um, loved every minute of it.
0: And so, what was your inspiration to join the military?
1: I just didn't want to go to college. Okay. You know, I was one of those guys that I, I wasn't a good student. I mean, I wasn't horrible, but I didn't apply myself. Okay. I just... School wasn't my thing. I was more into cars and technical things and you know something to do i thought i was going to grow up be a carpenter like my dad okay that was that's what i knew i started swinging hammers when i was about the time i could walk and you know i did that off and on throughout my military career too and something that i like doing but it's it's not a career you know and the military just kept me out of trouble a lot makes sense kept me on the right path anyway to to where I am now. That's good.
0: And discipline equals freedom, right? Something like that. that yeah, that's, that's that's a good old quote from Jaco Link. I you reference him a lot because of his his discipline and how he in his in his teachings and such. Because it's like if you ever have a chance to listen to his podcast, the first ten episodes is a PhD. Give us a little uh, breakdown of the Dust Off program. How did you come up with this?
1: So the Dust Off project kind of happened by accident. Um, a good friend of mine, Mary. Um, She's very modest, so I won't mention her last name. She's actually a a dog trainer, flash breeder, friend of mine that I got to know through the hunting community and just living in the same area. Um, She is also a Navy veteran that was medically retired or discharged because of a a back injury that she suffered after falling from a platform on a ship and actually broke her back. Ouch. Um, But still very active, just amazing, amazing person. But uh, she got to the point where she couldn't shoot her bow anymore. All right. Um. So she contacted me, knowing that I still had access to military people and yes, because I was still in at the time. Um, and my, I was running a bow shop just out of my house, out of the basement, doing tuning and custom builds and things like that for several years, um, sticks and stones, archery is what we still go by, but I was, it was just a tuning thing that I did for friends and family and just word of mouth. But she, she gave me this bow and asked me to, to give it to a military member. And her only requirement was that, you know, once they finally, if, if, and when they kill something with it, she just wanted a picture of it, you know, of, you know, the trophy, whatever it was, Turkey, dude. Yeah. You know, and I, so I took that on and found actually a member of uh, the field artillery unit I was at at the time uh, gave it to him. He, he appreciated it, loved it. You know, it, he used to shoot when he was younger and outgrew his bow and just couldn't financially afford it. You know, and okay, kind of a light bulb went off at that point of, you know, I I have my own pile of old bows. I know other guys do. You know, and I I started talking this over with a, a friend of mine, uh, Adam Cooper who actually runs a a Facebook group, uh, the Urban Herd. Okay. Um, Good bunch of dudes that run that, so check that out too. But I kind of kicked around this idea of like, how do you think I could start this as a non-profit just to help veterans, you know, Mm -hmm. specific, you know, get donations of old bows and old equipment and repurpose it, redistribute it to veterans. Yes. And so he's like, yeah, that's a great idea, you know, and so he's like, you should do that, you know. Okay, so I kind of started tiptoeing into the waters of that and i was like what do you think we should call it and he he threw it It wasn't my idea the name wasn't my idea at all but it okay it it plays a big part of what we do and a play on words but he's like you know dust off something dust off project dust off program dust off you know okay experiment whatever and it we just kind of settled on the dust and anybody that's spent any you know amount of time in the military, or you know, combat or whatever, dust off is for an army or military medevac. If you're injured, save your life. The play on words is, you know, a lot of archers that we know um and that's just a big part of recovery from pts taking your mind off
0: process everything just fades away all the drama goes away and so why we, well, we have the inside joke of group therapy because it's like it's you're not talking to anybody you're just, you're just inside your mind breaking down each movement as you draw the bow back so you don't snap yourself in the, in the forearm like we've all done at least once or twice or a dozen times yep. you know
1: yeah and it's i i joke about it but and it's it's very true, at least for me and the people I know, is I've never met a sad person shooting a bow.
0: That's very true. Neither so, lie. I Neither mean, have lie. That's,
1: that's the basic breakdown of it. Is a good way to explain it. Is it just clears your mind, you know? And the it's really cool when I get a veteran that comes in that's never shot a bow, but you just you can see the look on their faces. They're un they're uncertain of themselves or what to do, you know. And you, you put a bow in their hand and trying to fit it to them and Hey, go ahead and shoot an arrow, you know. And yes, they do and they turn around and look at you with like the biggest smile on your face and you know for at least from that that time they walked into the door, you know, until you, they shot that first arrow, you know, that something else was on their mind and mm-hmm. so they turn out that smiling face, you know, they forgot every single problem they had at yeah. that very moment, you know, and it's, it's just a rewarding experience, you
0: know, hundred percent. I get the same kind of reward when I play paintball and such. Cause it's like, I got a lot of friends of mine down in Phoenix for a better part of a decade. It helped uh, run a bunch of different fields and, and got a lot of people addicted to the sport because it's like they had that, uh, one, the kind of camaraderie number two, they had the competition of like getting to shoot something. And three, it's like, it's like you, you get to see them all their problems just washed away and they're hyped up and they get the adrenaline going it's like now with yep. archery it's like you get to calm down and center yourself yep and then
1: we were talking about that just yesterday with uh some guys that run the show hunt hunt nation chase nation sorry chase nation and um another gentleman that runs a similar program to what we're doing um and we were talking with them yesterday and you know a lot of guys like to shoot guns but you have to have a dedicated range where it's safe you know where archery is if you have room to throw a frisbee or a football you have room to shoot a bow or, or you can do it in your house in a basement you know you might be limited on range but you're still getting that physical you know the mental the mental clear the release, the release. if you're looking for yeah the, i mean it's it's not super physical so if you're not in the best shape you don't have, to, you know, you're not a marathon runner, but as long as you can walk or navigate from your shooting line to your target, you're you're up and about, you're moving, you're doing things, you're being yes. active in, in one way that's pretty low impact, you know, so it's, there's, a, there's some physical therapy or physicalness to it mm-hmm. that, that helps a lot along with the mental, so...
0: That's fantastic. Yep. Who got you interested in archery? Was it from your father or friends? Or how did that... How did you get involved? Uh, how did how did you become addicted to the archery life?
1: So, it all started... This is kind of an embarrassing and kind of funny story at the same time. So, where I grew up, North Central, Iowa, pheasant hunting, you know, at the time was big. So, it's gun hunting. Yeah, back, back in the 90s. Yeah, I grew up I with
0: pheasant hunting there in Mitchell County. Yep, so, I yep. get it.
1: And I, I didn't know anybody that bow hunted. But the movie... Uh, Kevin Costner movie Robin Hood Prince of Thieves oh yeah this yeah That ass dude has this bow and he runs around and does all this cool stuff I'm like that's really what got me I'm uh-huh. no joke that's what got me interested in archery is Look how cool he is, you know. <laughs> I'm
2: going to interrupt you for one minute. It's Go cool you it. bring that up. We were at an anniversary party last night, and uh, they were playing all '90s music in the background while we were eating dinner. Okay. And Brian Adams, "Everything I Do, I Do It for You" came on.
0: Oh. And I looked that. at my
2: brother-in-law, and I'm like, and I thought I was going to stump him a little. That I know that that was his favorite movie, and I'm like, "What movie is this from?" He's like, "Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, 1991." I mean, he was like Charlie Babbitt on The Rain Man, and I'm like, <laughs> so I just I wanted to wanted to chime in about the Robin Hood. That's two Robin Hood references I've heard in the last 12. Hours, and I don't think I've talked about that movie for 20 years. So. Oh,
0: it's still one of my favorites, too. So it's like I can never get old, get 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 old, watch that movie. I remember we're renting that a VHS back in the day.
1: Yeah. So I would have been, yeah, 10, 11 years yeah, old, yeah. you know. And I begged my dad to, to for a bow, you know. And so we went, well, at the time where I live, we went to the Shield store in Mankato, Minnesota. Okay. To, found a used bear i don't even know what model is but i'd kill to have it back um i can picture exactly what it looked like too but i picked up a used bear Uh pound and Mm -hmm. that was it it took off and i shot that for several years and then you know outgrew it and through high school and just kind of put it down for a long time and when i returned from my iraq deployment uh 2007 i just kind of went right back into it you know as Something to do. I got into waterfowl real heavily, and then I'm like, "Well, I can bow hunt. I I see all these deer out all the time at the same place I duck hunt. It can't be that hard." Yeah, you know? yeah. And so I we were talking about that this morning too. Is you know I haven't been in the archery business that long per se, but back then YouTube wasn't a thing. You know all these podcasts and web webcasts and whatever. Yes, where you can go and learn pretty much anything you want to know. Now uh-huh. I actually had to read magazines, and I I just. Absorb myself into magazines and books, and taught myself how to tune bows. You know, because it's mechanical. I'm going back to what I want to know is mm-hmm. how does this thing work, and if I twist this cable, you know, is it going to kill me, or is it is it going to do what I mm-hmm. want it to do? You know, and fair enough. So I I pretty much you know through reading things I I self taught myself how okay. to tune bows. You know, and I was doing it out of my house as much as I could, um, and then 2000. Nine, I believe, eight or nine. I I came off of active duty, state active duty with the Iowa Guard, um, doing army work, and I I worked for Shields for a little over a year. Took the knowledge I taught myself and started running their their archery shop. Okay. Um, managing the archery shop down in
0: Coralville or Cedar Falls. Oh, Cedar Falls it was, okay? It used to be in the mall. Okay.
1: So I did that for a little over a year. Um, left again in 2010 to for another army deployment. Um, this time I was they asked the 133rd again infantry guys asked me to stay on as uh, the rear deck commander so Okay. I, I was in a deployed status but actually lived and worked you know lived at home uh, worked full-time at the armory for there um, so that was probably another year and a half and you know once everybody started coming back and started to free up my free time again friends were coming to me like hey we want you to tune our bows still work on them I don't, I don't have a press I don't have any of this stuff so okay I started, you know, saving money and buying a little bit at a time, used bow press and used arrow and and that's, like, 2011 or so is when it really started to take off. As okay. I'm, I'm going to do this in my house, you know, out of the basement because that's what I had. Um, and so, yeah, we started uh, tuning and custom stuff, you know, when I started picking up like atomic rods as a dealership and bowstring depot at the time okay um and just started doing contacting these other smaller startup businesses of hey i want to carry your products because nobody else around here does and i'm using them already because you know you caught my attention somewhere down the line and and so then those guys were kind of the same guys that fed into the dust off project or okay too um and then how I came about with HHA. Chris could probably tell the story a little bit better because uh, I'm not... It was a program that on their side didn't quite work out the best for reasons or something. The, as far as us doing something like yeah, this? The, no, the 22...
2: Uh, the first 20 where we were going to go on hunts and stuff like. Oh that. right, yeah. Originally, we were going to we were going to actually ourselves get guys out on guys and uh, gals of the service out on on hunts and fishing trips, but just from the uh, uh, all from a legal standpoint, a liability standpoint, we decided to kind of not do that. I wanted to stay in my lane and just do the archery okay. shoots thing. And so we ended up partnering with three other veterans. Yeah, I mean, Tyson, you took over an archery shop down in Iowa that had been one of our dealers for a long time. Yeah. Um, and so you and I, I think, just met face-to-face. It was at ATA this year for the first time, I think. All right, yeah. um, and I mean, you had, have had a little bit more interaction with Scott, my sales manager, than maybe with myself. But now once I got on social media, that's uh-huh. how I found out about the Dust Off Project. Yeah, and that's how you told me about it, and that's, well, that's how this all came about today. Well, that's just all, that's just all inner. inner galactic connections you know this is cool <laughs> cool stuff how that works but um, the minute that he told me about it I mean I, I, I got goosebumps I'm like this is this is awesome i mean, for as much as I want to raise money for PTSD and as much as I want to raise money for honor flight and get folks doing that this this is where the rubber meets the road is stuff with like he's doing I mean you've got a, a guy that was in the service with a passion for archery and now he's putting bows and arrows into veterans hands free of charge and essentially saving lives I mean you you can't you can't have a bigger impact than that so for us to be part of something like that he and i talked and i'm like dude we're in we're in what, what do you need mm-hmm. you know and i mean we've got we've got stacks of sites in our in our back warehouse you know that that they're either show samples or it might be scratch and dent stuff that we have that we can't repurpose and sell as new okay but but they work just as well as a new site out of the box and i'm like they're yours i said if you if you do two bows or 200 bows this year we're going to outfit every one of them with an hha site i mean it's it's good pr for us but i, I don't care about mm-hmm. that side of it. I care that I'm I'm putting one of our products into a veteran's hand and, and potentially saving somebody's life. I mean, that you can't put a price on that.
0: Exactly. And I like the, that, the notion of it because it's like you know you're putting a quality product in there so when they're on the field, you know that it's like they're going to be able to be successful on it, to, mentally, healthily-wise, but also have fun and be, out, and be out and get away from everybody.
2: Yeah, and I mean, my heart, and I don't remember if I shared this on the podcast last week or not, but I went to the Department of Defense Warrior Games in West Point four years ago this summer. No, we and, didn't discuss the this, this and I saw a gentleman that had been blown up by an IED. I mean, you could not recognize his face. Okay. He, had, he had no fingers. Okay. This, this man had no fingers. He was shooting a bow and arrow with one hand and with his mouth mm-hmm. and had a woman standing there feeding him arrows at 20 meters. And he was he was shooting better than I could on my best day. Okay. And I remember sitting in the bleachers. And I mean, that, that day changed my life forever. And it cemented my mission for HHA USA. Yep. Because I told myself that day, I said, for one, I, I'm never, ever again going to come plane that I've had a bad day Uh ever and if I can if I can impact one person's life by the work that you know God gives me another 5, 10, 20, 50 years, however long I'm going to be doing this. If I can change one person's life, yeah. I'm going to do that. And so uh, what he's doing with, with the Dustoff Project and what my mission is, I mean, it was just a complete, perfect fit. So it's just, it's, it's cool. It's just, I, I
0: get goosebumps just
2: sitting here talking about it, to be able to be a part of something so impactful.
0: That's true. So with the Dustoff Program now, do you, the, the, whenever you get a bow, you put it in somebody's hands and then then, then it's theirs?
1: I mean, we wanted to keep it real basic, you know, as, as far as the application process. Um, so, basically, you just need to have a DD-14, you know, a discharge paperwork from the mm-hmm. military. Or be a, a current serving member with a current ID card or whatever. So, it's not real in-depth. And then, either you're brand new to archery. So, this is it's kind of an honor system thing, too. You, you know, I'm putting a ton of background check. I'm not a private investigator. I'm just what you show. So, we also do, like packs and camel clothing and stuff like everything to get them ready for that hunt and at that point um we would pass them if that's what they want to do and they they want to go with somebody else and not do it on their own Mm -hmm. you know provide them the contacts to take take on the next steps by themselves but we get them as much ready to that point as we can, yeah. Um, and then we would pass them off to another organization. Makes sense. Or other friends of our, I'm just gonna call them friends. We get we get to know these people, and we have good relationships. Other than. You know, business side of it. You know,
0: so kind of kind of plays in because I just got done with uh, Chris Vega yep. with the Downrange Outdoors podcast Absolutely. a few weeks ago. And we have that commonality right there. Yep. I donated some, several uh, items to him so this way then he could help somebody or if they need to, if he needs, if he's bringing somebody along, he's got an extra chair, um, backpack, boots. So that's this way then he's good to go. Nice things is are waterproof ones, so he's going to be right. Out. Not very well insulated, but they'll, they'll do the job for early season right. if you're going to work. Well, he he hunts a lot, a lot around Rudd and that. marshy area so they'll work for that area
1: yep he just actually last weekend just brought me a veteran um and we actually the bow that i gave to this particular veteran that was a friend of his and he's going to take hunting this fall um was actually originally owned by mark heck who is the president slash owner of expedition archery it was one of his personal bows that he used to hunt um and from what I've heard, Chris, another Chris uh, individual that I actually gave the boat to, he's a speedy delivery delivery driver, delivers packages, you know. Okay. He actually works in in the Decora area uh, where Expeditions is headquartered. Off. So he stopped in there and was talking, thanked them for the donation, um, and was actually found out that I think it's the number two. I'm going to butcher this red stag in the world that's ever been harvested. No kidding. By Mark Heck with this bow that I gave him. So he got that story from them. I didn't even know that. I'm just like, <sighs> that's impressive. Mark awesome. gave me this bow, you know, and we, we put an HHA site on it, of course, you know, and got him everything I could to get him out the door. Um, that day,
2: uh, I, I got to hook go. up with him because red stag is like that's my dream hunt. <laughs> that's that's mine too. So we, yeah. we were talking about this. I'm like, we get, we need to somehow orchestrate with one of our our 22 partners to do a vet hunt in New Zealand for red stag. So maybe uh, it sounds like Mark's got a connection to go red
0: stag hunting. So maybe we can yeah. make that happen. That'd be pretty sweet. I believe, I believe yeah. it was red stag, um, and maybe New Zealand. I'm not exactly. That's that's where sure, they're primarily found. That's where, that's where like, some of the monsters are at. Yeah. So
1: yeah, that's and it's just cool to hear these stories, you know, of how how he affected somebody's life and like he's got this cool story of like this guy that's super important in the industry at least from my standpoint Mm -hmm. um, gave me a bow you know
0: and you got a really good relationship with him because you just did a limited run of the the stone
1: yeah so uh partnered up with expedition uh kurt headington we actually had kind of a closed door meeting with travis my business partner and myself and Chris Van Gerpen and Kurt Headington, um, we found out that they had a, a abundance of some older bow risers that they weren't using anymore and negotiated a deal for a, a limited edition special color just for us. Um, if you ever see our Dust Off Project hats or shirts, they're very basic, um, a basic gray with black lettering.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, and so we negotiated a deal for no more than 20. We start off with a run of 10. No more than 20 of these bows. I just had a great idea. What's I,
2: I talked to her tomorrow about getting a bow donated. Do you think they would do 22? And maybe we'd have 21 and 22, and we would auction those off at our last event of the year, and then that money would all go back to the dust-off project? That would be pretty cool. We would. You know, so we, we did, um, there's going to be
1: a, a, you know. That's they're, awesome. They're all the same jaw weight. We wanted to keep it easy for them and affordable for us so we can pass on the savings to the guys that so we can take more money and put it back toward the dust off instead of lowering our margin basically and you know yeah so it's 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 pretty cool that i can tell people like hey your your money is going to go to a veteran somehow uh besides Mm -hmm. myself because i like money too but uh (laughs) uh, go to a veteran and you know it's it's going to be it's one of the best my personal opinion and a lot like anybody that's the most anybody that's ever, it's probably one of the nicest shooting bows ever.
0: That perfection uh, ever is made. legit. I watched it's, you pull that thing back on your, on your Facebook page dude, yeah, that's it's, just, it's just
1: it, it looks gorgeous. looks phenomenal. It's, it's a multi-purpose bow. A lot of guys use it for target like spot target or 3d. I know guys that hunt with it. Travis, my business partner uses mm-hmm. one to hunt with. I mean, so it, it's, it's not specifically a hunting bow. It's not. And so we can get these out to people um, at a
0: good price and really affect and they, they can do anything with it. True, yeah, that's what so, I think the an idea like Kurt had behind the perfection because it's like you can do both aspects for yep. target or for hunting. Yep, and so it's, why, I think that's why I think it's why I called the perfection.
1: Yeah, it must be they, they nailed it, and there I know there's a lot of people upset when it went out of the line, and I understand how business works, and you got to keep introducing new product and new, you know, but it's pretty cool that we could get our hands on at least a couple of these um to do something really neat with them and beneficial so yeah so some we didn't we kind of skipped over it or, or chris kind of introduced it you know so when we we started this chris was one of the first people i started putting them on my personal facebook page um so besides we were putting these bows in in the veterans hands i always do a write-up on the process so okay if, um we start we. Give the veteran a bow. Veteran, a bow. Fit it to them, and then I ask them to write up a, you know, what what their military service was. I mean, as simple or as complex as they want. You know, okay. The more detail, the better. But so we do a write up on Facebook. Um, I'm not technolog- I don't have a website. Facebook is easy for me to manage because I I don't do technology things. I'm the least technical person you probably ever meet. Fair enough. But uh. Other than when it comes to working on bows, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can do bow stuff. You're a wizard with that. If you want to do computer things? That's way over my head. if uh, It's not typing my name and hitting the enter key. Uh, so we do the write up. The first paragraph is, you know, who donated the bow, what exactly it is, you know, who donated the equipment to go on the bow, and uh-huh. th- the second whole paragraph is about that veteran. Okay, you know, and that's the story that we really want to tell, and that I think is the interesting part. I mean. Not to knock the industry, but bows are a dime a dozen. They're they're out there. People could care less, kind of, you know. I get it. Guys that shoot them think it's cool, you know. Or, mm-hmm. But everybody has their favorites, you know, and so they they might not necessarily care about what that veteran ended up with, but they want to know that veteran's story of how how they you know what they did in their time and how they came about to me and. A lot of them uh-huh. a lot of them are still active in the veteran community with BFWS and other hunting organizations or they or they want to be involved okay you know so and it's it's really about that story of the veteran that that i like telling you know and then along with that is guys that have already received them you know or they want to like well these are other guys i could connect with and you know we have similar problems we have similar experiences but these are guys that I could probably trust to break it down and share my story with eventually, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what I always tell them is like, if you, if you're a recipient or you're interested in it, you know, come in the shop, we can talk about archery. We can talk about whatever you want. If you need a hug, you know, yeah, there, I get it. it's not, it's not an exclusive thing where here's your bow and out the door. I'm like, you can come back to me for anything, you know? yeah. And I, through my process of, uh, having a ptsd diagnosis you know something that at least for me that helps is just telling my story of how i had a drinking problem and didn't know it and how i avoided things with my family you know and and archery was my only release for a long time okay and so i you know i would do it with by myself you know i go to a shoot or and i still do that i'm here by myself because i i just need to get away you know so i got my service dog with me here and i had other people that were interested in coming on and i just kind of Nah, and it's going to go, you know, and it's, but I, or I can do it with a
0: group of friends, you know, it's how you feel at the time. Yeah, I get it. I have a friend of mine the same way. If like he gets too many people around him, his anxiety goes right. up and he gets very in a defensive mode where she doesn't like to get into that active, that active mode to him. Yep. So like when we go hunting, it's like, it's either just him and I, or we're, we're like, we're earshot from each other. But yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. And I, and
1: I'm, I can't speak for everybody, but I, I have a feeling that a lot of people have that same experiences, mm-hmm. but you want to be when you want the help or you're looking for the help you want to be around like minded people true you know so it's hey just come hang out in the shop just to get away you know if, if or you come and bring your bow in and shoot and it's 12 feet in the shop or whatever but you know come and shoot you know or just hang out you know and i have several that do that occasionally you know and that's when i know that they might be needing something more they're not coming in to spend money they just want to be there you know true so and we Bullshit and talk about whatever, uh-huh. whatever we want, you know. But it's it's just rewarding, you know, more than just giving them something and something to do. It's that camaraderie that that helps, you know. So, but yeah. So um, early on, we started doing these write ups, and they were on my personal Facebook page. And then I started putting them on my shops page. Okay. And then it's, why don't you have your own page for the Dust Off Project? So if you go to Facebook, it's the Dust Off Project by Sticks and Stones, and you'll see we missed some early on i wasn't doing the write-ups early on um wow. but uh when we first dreamt this up travis and i talked and i was like hey i want to give away bows for veterans and he's not a veteran himself but he's supportive of all my horrible ideas uh, thank <laughs> God, because i have some doozies um, we, but gonna, we all do yeah, yeah, we've been there uh, anybody that's been around for a while you know that knows me is like wow he thinks of some really stupid crap but uh so Travis was he's super supportive of what we want to do and involved um he runs more of the business side of it which I'm not along with my technology disability uh yeah you know I don't do business things but I I understand the mechanics of the bow shop and you know tuning bows so we we make a pretty good team there but I told him hey I'm gonna give away these old bows um, we had actually bought out a shop that had been around for 30 years, and there's just old inventory, new bows that were like 2012, 2013 models. Like, nobody's going to buy these. Yeah. You can see where they're marked down from $850 to 200 bucks through the years. I'm like, yeah, but it's still a brand-new bow, still perfectly good. Like, let's just give these away to clear out space for new inventory. Makes sense. Um, bring in, you know, relevant stuff. But when you put a bow in the hand of a they don't care that it, it's old or used. You know, we always make sure everything's safe. Um, and this is where kind of Chris and some of the other companies came on board of, uh, I don't know if you saw the write-ups or somebody pointed you in the direction and you're like, I remember talking on the phone, like, he sent me a message like, hey, I see what you're doing and I want to call, and I'm like, who the hell is this guy, you know? uh
2: well, yeah. Stalker, Facebook it, stalker. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that really
1: is. I mean, I had guys all the time send me messages, like, oh, I see what you're doing, I want to send you something, and they, they didn't follow through, which I expected that to. They had good intentions or just something didn't work out, you know, and I never got the product at all. So I was like, oh, this might just be another one of those guys. And he's like, well, let me know when you get off work on Monday. I'll give you a call whenever time works for you. So I was, okay, well, that's, that's good that he's going to call at least. And, you know, yeah. I've, from what I've experienced, you talk to somebody in person.
3: Hello, we're at the 2020 ATA show at uh, Veteran Innovative Products, uh, an all American made and manufactured broadhead. So we've got a new one for 2020 called the Combat Veteran 4-Blade. As you can see, 4-Blades got a lot of the same high-quality materials we used with our original 2-Blade Veteran, but the Combat Veteran has a different deployment system. How it deploys is you just squeeze a little bit on your main blades, okay? Those compress, and then the broadhead opens
1: At least over the phone, is they're more likely to follow through at that. So Chris called me and he's like, Hey, I'm Chris. Hey, I'm, you know, I wanna, I wanna help you out. How can I help? And I was like, I don't, tell me more, you know, what do you mean you wanna help? And he's like, Well, I own HHA. Archie, you familiar? Like, yeah. I've been shooting your stuff for years. You know? like,
2: coincidence. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Purely coincidence. And it was, we, we all drank um, the Kool-Aid earlier on. And then he, he brought up that, you know, he saw my name and what I was doing and looked back and found out I was one of these first 22 veterans that were, or whatever you want to
2: call it. Um, yeah. We had started a, a vet only pro staff and it kind of, our pro staff has kind of come and gone over okay. the years by our, our own admittance. But he was my, my ex staff manager, best friend of mine, uh, Paul Hestiken. uh, uh, had put tyson on they had met through social media so that's how we originally got connected with him but okay. i was i was out of the loop i just had a guy running my staff and so i didn't i didn't know tyson until i started to, to see his feeds coming up on my facebook so makes sense yeah
1: yeah so he, he reached out and said hey what do you need from me and i was like the best sites in the world right <laughs> you know I'm like I'm like that's and at the time that, that's still you know we get in a bear bow or you know with an older. we want to make sure we got we got something newer and relevant in their hands true they're not going to have problems with and i mean i want to see them all the time i'd love to but if if they're coming in for you know because something went wrong on their bow that's not the right reasons to see them you know so uh so he he's like how many you want you know uh, 50 60 i was like let's start with a small number and see how this goes you know because when travis and i first jumped this up it was you know, one or two bows a month, something we could sustain internally in our shop. Yes. And about the same time, it was probably uh, Oklahoma, I believe it was. Okay. He called me, hey, I want to send you some bows. I saw what you're doing. And he started telling me what you got. He's like, I'll just, he's like, don't worry. He's like, I'll just drop them in the mail you know and i was thinking two or three is kind of what we talked about in here okay i came home one day and i had eight bows sitting on my porch wow and i was like holy cow Jesus. you know and they're all from the same guy and,
0: doesn't it just make you feel humbled you know It's yeah. like all of a sudden oh, you're yeah. just like boom and
1: yeah and then i was like then that's when the, the light bulb went off of this might be a bigger deal than than we had imagined yes um so chris had reached out to me and said hey i want to provide you with sights as many as you need like he said until the end of time or whatever we fold this deal or move on to something else yeah um which i don't see happening but you know and we're extremely grateful for the support he had Mm -hmm. and expedition archery jumped on board of whatever we can do um we can talk more about them later because they are they're involved with something else i do too um and then atomic rods and Uh, Atomic Rod is what? Stabilizer company. Oh, Stabilizer, okay. Um, So I've been a dealer and pro staff shooter for them for several years, um, and they were, you know, what do you need, some money, product? I'm like, I want product because that's something I can put on the bow. I can show people what you're giving. I'm like, I can't show people that you gave me money, you know. So basically, and then it just kind of snowballed from there, and I know I'm going to miss a bunch of things, different companies that have helped me out or, you know, provided donations. Bow Slinger Pro is another one um gas bow strings. so eric griggs that runs gas bow strings kind of the same deal as chris um we started being a dealer for them because they're the factory string builder for expedition starting this last year and i and i've talked to eric several times okay you know, through the years You know, just business type stuff and questions about bow strings or whatever and uh he's like hey i like what you're doing how many string sets do you need a month you know and i was like couple two three four you know and okay and it turned in we I actually met him in person at the ata show came to have finally met up with chris in person and he said you know we talked about throwing out a number he's like how about you just tell me anytime you need a string set and we'll cover it so gas Bowstrings okay. strings is a, a major supporter now too is so any bow that comes in that needs a new string you know i sent eric a message and he asked me what color and what's what's it's on and a couple weeks later i got a bow string you know so everybody's getting top quality product now i mean, it's it's really cool and we went to ATA show uh, for the shop but so we were there um, expedition will kind of dabble back into this so they invited myself um, because I foster uh, besides my own service dog we foster puppies for retrieving freedom incorporated out of Waverly Iowa okay they provide service dogs to veterans at no cost Um, veterans and children with autism um, at no cost So, and that's how I got involved with them. I started as a foster and went into the recipient process um, because of my PTSD diagnosis. Um, But yeah, so we, Chris Van Gerpen and Kerr Heddington, those guys, you know, we want to be involved with Retrieving Freedom. You know, we we like what they do. We like what you're doing for the dust off. So they invited myself. And Scott Dewey, who was the founder of Retrieving Freedom. Okay. They invited us up to meet with them there. And I had Arrow, who he happened to just be my foster probably at the time. He was about 10, oh, nine or ten weeks old at the time. All right. we there And I just took him with because of the public exposure and stuff. Um, and they said, well, why don't we, they worked out a deal. Scott worked out a deal with them. To sponsor Arrow, um, they made a ten thousand dollar major industrial contribution to wow. pay for all of Arrow's <laughs> training and such, training, food, vet bills for his first two years until he would get placed with a veteran. So, um, so then along with that, they said, hey, you know, we're going to the ATA show, Scott. Why don't you come down with us? Okay, you know, and meet all these other people in the industry and tell them about what Retrieving Freedom does because there's a very distinct link between service dogs veterans the outdoor community the archery industry you know and it all kind of kind of intertwines at least in our small world it does true you know, so it, was a it, good it ex- does good experience so we we took Sadie my dog and arrow down there and we just started meeting people in booze, and it got to the point of oh we saw you walking around or we talked to Chris and or we we've, we've seen what you've done online and we were wondering when you were gonna come talk to us okay and then it was like, holy cow these people that are industry giants you know archery is my world so i'm gonna i'm gonna call it like it is they are industry giants people that have been an influence on me or you know people that i've sold product for or been a dealer for or just uh-huh. their product for years and years these people have heard of me and travis and what we're doing with the dust off project that's insane like they were expecting me to come talk to them some of them were you know i'm like it was and it it was nothing. We never expected it to be anything it was like one or two bows a year. We're helping veterans. We're doing what we want to do, and here it's these people coming to us like, "What can we do for you? How can we help? What product do you, yeah. want? you know?" Here's here's what we can do for you once the show's over and you know show season's over. And a lot of them said, "You know, we'll we'll send you the, the display product and stuff after we're done with our show season for this year because we'll start rolling out the next year's stuff. Okay, and we can't give away used product technically, you know, so." But yeah, I'm like, it's perfect for what we want. You know, we don't want to focus on any one specific company. Like, we want to be inclusive of everybody. So, you know, if a whatever site company,
2: whatever rest company, I'm trying not to step on Chris's toes, but he knows. And you're not going. I mean, if if hogger Montana Black Gold called you tomorrow and said they were going to send you 100 sites, it, it's no skin off my back. This isn't a this isn't a for profit thing for me. This is helping veterans. So exactly.
1: And, 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 and we were upfront about that. I'm like, anybody that wants to help us, I don't care what it is we'll take it Mm because it's going to a veteran it's going to help somebody the benefit of it it's not a competition between the companies that's how can we help people yes so well, yeah, we started going around and meeting all these people, and P. Broadheads is donating. Yeah, I'm looking at your hat right now. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, this is my favorite hat, Matt. Actually, I gotta get one of those. That's a nice hat. Yeah. He actually, we I met Matt at the 2016 uh, Deer and Turkey Expo, <laughs> and he gave me this hat. He had to hide it from his wife because it's like she, because she, she was yelling, i him, stop giving away free shit." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yes, yeah, so I'm gonna, gonna like, take a
2: picture of that and text Kevin Pukardis right now and get yeah, one of those and, on, and then on on then the I'm way.
0: Here too, I also have, um, uh, Brianna, Brianna uh, Deuce, uh, Brand, and she runs. The uh, host 404 there in Mojave Valley. And so she, for a wedding gift, she gave me one of these. And what else did she give me? One one for my father in law and a bunch of other. battle coins too to everybody that served there because it's like b- me being the big veteran supporter here even my wedding I made all the veterans stand up and make sure they get a round of applause yeah, like of <laughs> oh and it's like everybody's eyes just kind of opened up and see how many that were there because we had people from, from Washington and Connecticut and Florida and from uh, uh, Hawaii that served in the service that came to my wedding so it was like it was, it was a very heartwarming experience for everybody that was there
1: yeah uh so I keep tiptoeing on this. We keep saying that, you know, we're going to do one or two bows a month. But so the month before the ATA, so December of last year. of oh, 19. Okay. Uh, yeah, 2019, um, through all the donations and, and Chris and these eight bows that came in, we uh-huh. did 14 bows in two weeks. So I was, I was basically putting out a bow a day. I mean, I had multiples in one day, but, you know. Yeah, I get two it. Two weeks straight. We we over we shot over what we thought we were going to do for a whole year in a two-week time span. Um, and then we went to the ATA show and just realized that this was going to be a bigger beast than we ever imagined. And so Chris, he's like, 501c, you know, turn this into a nonprofit to cover our backsides. Um, so we're in that process now, working that out. So we're, we're legally covered. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. Yes. Sorry, government, but we're going to do it anyway. Um, and then, but we're going to do this 501c, um, and, and do a legit full on nonprofit. Mm hmm. F- do more donating and help more people, you know, through the process.
2: Yeah, I mean, you and I haven't had a ton of chance to talk since we had that initial conversation. I mean, I think about what I'm doing with HHA USA, and I mean the. I'm not a veteran, but I've just seen how this thing has exploded here in Wisconsin. I mean, this has potential. What I'm doing, we have potential to
0: replicate this in other states pretty yeah. easily. I was talking to uh, Jared, um, Brian's cousin. He's here for Vortex, and we were, him and I were talking about the same thing. And I was mentioning some of the same things, like key players in different areas that uh, that can may not be able to like run it, like like, but they can they can put people in place that could run it. Well, we have so regional directors, and,
2: and I think I think you know I know you're you're just getting your 501 going, but I mean this this dust off project has potential to be something like that where you could have people because i mean you're, you're only one man you can't set up if all of a sudden you have demand for two thousand bows you're not going to be able to run your shot but i mean th- there's a lot of, of veterans that are getting out of the service that absolutely love archery mm-hmm. and you obviously know a lot of guys i mean there would be a potential for this to who knows who knows where it's going to go
1: and we've we've talked like my head was spinning at the A.T.H. I was in heaven, first of all, because it was exactly where I wanted to be. But uh, you know, all these ideas kept coming, and people are like, "What well, have you thought about this?" No, we haven't, but that's a fantastic idea. So, like, we brought up the idea of doing a dealer network. So every state would have a dealer or two that are trusted by the Dustoff Project to that I can send a veteran there. Like, they contact me, hey, here's my here's my information on your your sign up sheet, or yeah, you know, and, well, hey, here's here's the one or two shops in your state that we've vetted that we know, you know, can help you get your bow set up once once you get one or once we give it to you or mm-hmm. they already have them there in stock because they've they've jumped on board with us. Um, so long-term goal would be, you know, 100 200 different shops throughout the whole country where I can send veterans to um, for dust off project purposes.
0: That's awesome. That's a fantastic
1: goal. So that's really really big picture and we're nowhere close but I already have you know uh, Anthem Archery that's right next to the expedition factory they they've approached me Um, I have a couple other shops that have you know expressed interest in doing it you know how do I do a dust off no you can't because it's mine but I will help you facilitate helping veterans you know, just give me some time to get everything set up and worked out the details, and I would love to have you on board as a dust off project co sponsor shop or however we want to call it.
0: Oh, it's Sadie down there, so I wonder who's smelling me, but it's Sadie. She's swatting at flies. Yeah.
2: I was gonna say I mean there, there, there's this yeah your mind if you allow it to it just it just goes like this I mean there's so many opportunities that could come out of this And I mean there's there's an opportunity for us to maybe maybe HHA does a, a dust off weekend you know where one of our shoots uh-huh. instead of going to our 22 partners in honor flight we have one shoot every year where say you plug into a dealer in Wisconsin and we say hey Joe's archery we're gonna have a, a HHA USA archery shoot at the mm-hmm. club 20 minutes down the road from you and all that money' going to go back so that we can help you Offset your cost in, you know, setting up these bows. Because granted, you're going to get the equi- the equipment donated, but they might not all be like, well, yeah, we're going to do this for free. They might want some kind of a charge on it. So you've got to you have to have that. So I mean,
0: there's there's an opportunity for us to be a fundraising vehicle to help out those. Yeah, I have a friend of mine that runs a connect archery all the way up there in Green Bay and stuff. On he does the same thing with like you did. He started in the sh- started in the basement matured up into a shop got a divorce so now he's back into his basement again but to have somebody way up in that corner in the green bay area that's a good asset to have because it cover a lot of ground up that yep. and that's what we were talking we shot with some kids i'm gonna
1: call them kids they're younger than <laughs> they're kids <laughs> they're kids <laughs> uh, we, and the one on my expression you know kind of we talked about how i got started and i told him, hey the best way to start is buy a press and start doing it in your basement or your living room or whatever and word of mouth you know i got lucky in the opportunities that we got well, when we bought out mike's archery in, in waterloo but you know it's a lot of work a lot of work went into it and a lot of work that we weren't expecting and then then we took on this other dust off project at the same time basically um yeah so it's been a humbling experience and every step has been a learning process and taking a step back to get every, all our ducks in a row. Cause we had eggs and they were all over the place. And now we got ducks in a pile and we're putting them into a row now. And it, it's going to be a good thing. Um, it already is a good thing. It's, it's just going
0: to get better. I think so too. It's a fantastic thing. And you, you got the mindset to see this thing blossom into some fantastic, Yeah. especially like, especially if you'd be able to get work with somebody over in Hawaii for those, uh, um, access deer hunts, some of that. Cause they have so many over there over on lanai. Cause, uh, the, There's so so many of them out there, so it's just a massive thing. That's one of my goals to hunt because I hear Rogan and Dudley talk about their hunts all the time, and it's like, watch it and hear them crawl, like two hours just to go a quarter of a mile to actually get up on it and hopefully maybe pull
2: a shot off. We have a staff guy over in Hawaii and he came to ATA last year and he, he basically went out in an afternoon and in the morning and shot himself surf and turf. Oh, that's fantastic. And, my, and it, this is like noon he's telling me this and I hadn't eaten anything. I'm like, dude, this sounds really, really good. So yeah, he went out and he shot some kind of exotic fish and he's flaying the thing on the shore and all of a sudden he sees this buck like walking up in the woods. So he okay. grabs his bow and basically goes and shoots it with the same arrow. And he's he's making himself surf and turf on the beach that afternoon. I'm like That's awesome. We gotta go to Hawaii.
0: (laughs) My cousins are are real estate agents out there, so it's like we can always figure out something from there too as well. Yeah,
1: just the the amount of opportunities that especially for veterans, there's always you kinda gotta dig a little bit and find the right ones, but there's Mm -hmm. always some some sort of organization that wants to help or has already established that. You know, there's so many of them that it's hard to keep track. Like all the time, like, Oh, have you heard of this? Have you heard of that? I'm like, Yeah, maybe in passing, but I don't, I don't remember, you know, what they do or what, you know, what, what do they need that we can get veterans to them to to get help or do whatever they provide, you know, so it's there's a lot out there it's just find the right ones that you want to be involved with
0: 100% I'm just thinking about this I need to re, uh, reconnect with Kurt again because I did record a podcast with him but then my, my audio crashed and lost everything but I, I have some walleye that he's been that uh, he wanted some Wisconsin walleye so it's like I want to bring that as, as as sorry for losing the episode but let's do another one <laughs>
1: you know, yeah I, I can't say enough about you know the, the people that have jumped on board with us already and how willing they where to yeah whatever you need you know and mm-hmm. i don't want to beg i don't like asking for things you know i'm the same way too It's not for me it's not it's definitely not it's for everybody else but it you know just like was three weeks ago four weeks ago the my of dust off product shirts up to uh, everybody at expedition because they're they're just friends of mine i'm like here's mm-hmm. shirts, you know mm-hmm. show them off wear them you know at, you know and then
4: The Tetra was the first sight that we introduced the infinite adjust system on the front end. With previous sights, we had what we call a hopscotch or plug and play type of scope housing, where you had to bolt the scope housing to the frame to find the correct location. The Tetra changed that with the infinite adjust system. So now, when you sight in your 20 yard mark, you can really fine tune by sliding the whole scope housing up and down in this channel system. That's probably one of the biggest features to the Tetra. Another key feature of the Tetra is Ninja Star yardage wheel, getting a better hold on the yardage wheel, especially when you're hunting and you have heavier gloves on. The Tetra does have 100 yard capabilities with the yardage tape and that's to the yard A couple other key features of the tetra is you get both third and second axis for even more precision but one of the key features as far as looks goes is we've updated the front end or the housing of the tetra so now you have a brighter larger scope ring which helps with peep alignment as well as a built-in scope level which is just more secure the tetra is available in a fixed frame bracket with, with three different mounting locations as well as a dovetail or tournament edition. Uh, so you can adjust the distance that the scope housing is away from your bow. And the tetra is also available in three different scope housing sizes. You get an inch and five ace, an inch and three quarter, as well as a new four pin multiple pin head. All the heads are interchangeable. All the tetras are compatible with any of our accessories. For more information, you can visit our website at www.hhjsports.com.
1: Gwen called me the next week, and she's like, "Hey, we're going to do a dust off project day. You know, on this day." And like, it just happened to work out that Travis was back in town from his normal job. Okay. So we went up there, and I got these bows from Mark, and we—I think we ended up with seven or eight bows from them okay thousands of dollars worth of camo clothing a bunch of wow. other product and stuff and arrows and all kinds of stuff and I, you know it wasn't anything i was expecting at all i was just giving away our shirts you know and <laughs> so yeah and chris and everybody else that's been on it's just we can't thank anybody enough for what they're doing for the veterans and and i wish we could Get a lot of them together and just see, you know, let them tell their stories if they want to, you know, and Mm -hmm. talk to, you know, all these people that have given us stuff for the Dust Off Project and, you know, let them see exactly firsthand how they've changed this person's life, you know, because I can sit here and talk about it all day long and, you know, people are going to get tired of hearing me eventually, but it's their story that needs to be told, you know, so, yeah, really humbling experience and I'm glad to. I got pushed into it by Mary and and Adam really are who started the whole idea. So it wasn't definitely wasn't exactly my idea. You know, it was kind of a conglomeration of a couple people, and it, here we are now.
0: I love it. I think it's fantastic. And like I was talking to a friend of mine down in Alabama, he runs Native Sense, and he sent me got me into like six different group, chat groups with people at all across the industry in their southeast there, because it's, it's like he wants to. Wants to can, he helped to grow this Bucks of America brand too, and he wanted me to grow my audience down there. So it's like he's giving me a whole bunch of people. I was telling you about it, and then we I introduced you to, to Ben Harrison with the the bow hunting league, and now I'm having people DM me. It's like what's more? Tell me more about this this bow hunting league and stuff like that. And it's like it's just like I'm glad like the work's paying off. The audience is growing. No,
2: it's cool. I mean, and I think I referred to this last week. Everybody's got a spider web, you know. We all have our networks, and the more we can crawl around on each other's, it's it's going to raise the water in everybody's bathtub. And I mean, we're we're all about. I mean, being in this industry for thirty six years. I mean, the the thank you. I mean, Tyson's been very <laughs> gracious in thanking everybody that's helping him. I mean, without his service, without the countless other men and women that serve our country, yes, you wouldn't have a podcast. That's true. Yeah. I wouldn't have a business. I wouldn't have the opportunity to, you know, spend ten weekends a year raising money mm-hmm. for our veterans. I mean, that to me, that's we have an obligation as business owners to work for the greater good. I mean, yeah, I yeah. have to make money to keep my lights on, but but to me, what what can I do with my success, and how can I leverage that to help somebody else? Is exactly the, right. Is the,
0: I my my we, we sent uh, my at least my wife here. She sent this information down to uh, my mother in law, so she's going to be hitting them up. For, oh, the Northern Chill folks. Yeah, for the stand down event that I was telling you about. That I sent you the video for, so you can get kind of get a, a grasp of uh Because uh, it's like only like four or five minutes of it. And then I sent you who she who she is and what her role is with Goodwill and what they do with the stand down project there. And she told me the final numbers here. Why don't you give us those breakdown numbers, sweetie, for the stand down event for twenty nineteen?
4: 2019 standout numbers. Uh, we serviced roughly about 450 homeless veterans that came either bust in or came from the Peoria area. And then we still ended up making about 190 go packs that were shipped out to Decatur in the Chicagoland area to help homeless veterans. So if they couldn't find housing or they couldn't get to a resource that they needed, that w- they at least had clothing. They had, like, we made sanitary packs so they had like cleaning supplies, stuff like that for themselves and um, just basic essentials of what they might need to get through the winter because the homeless population is is rising and sadly there's a big portion of it that are that are veterans and we want to make sure they get the help that they need or at least get what they need for this winter time.
0: Thank you sweetie for filling that all in. so as you can tell it's, it's growing and, and this will be the 13th year of the Stand Down event so this will be my fifth year and this will be what year Seven. Seventh. year doing it, so it's it's, it's been a, a growing process. No,
2: there's just there's a lot of good people in this world. I mean, the, the folks from Northern Chill came to us. I, I didn't know them a month ago, and we have a, uh, one of our staffers in northern Wisconsin that happens to be a brand ambassador for them, and they're a very veteran-centric company, and when they found out about what we were doing, they wanted to donate water to us for all of our shoots. So now I'm, I'm getting free cases of water from these folks they are getting ready to launch a national brand, but... Um, it just shows you that, uh, you know, for as much garbage as we see on the news, there are good people out there that yes. want to do good things. And so um, I'm just happy to be part of the part of that Mr. Rogers movement, I guess we can call it. <laughs> we be my
0: neighbor. <laughs> Is there anything else you guys want to cover? We're coming up on an hour-long conversation here. Because you nailed a lot of good key points there, Tyson. Yeah, I'm just...
1: Talk amongst yourselves. I'm trying to think of anything else we might have skipped over. I'm, okay.
0: Yeah, just, yeah, go from
1: there. My personal story, but we could save that for another time.
0: Oh, uh, If you want to conclude, we can. It's your call. But I'm just looking forward to the next event here because you rescheduled an event, didn't you? We for, did. We, had to, p-
2: second, we had to push off Mission 4. It was originally scheduled for uh, uh, Blackhawk Archers, which is east of Stevens Point. UW-Stevens Point actually does all their archery practice out of this club, so they've got a beautiful indoor 30-yard facility. Um, and then they have an outdoor um, outdoor range where they're going to have 14 targets. So we're going to have 14 outdoor, 14 indoor. Okay, um, worked out really well because now that's going to be our year-end wrap-up event, August 22nd, 23rd. Um, so I get to clean my basement out out of all this cool stuff that my industry friends get to give me. So we've got, I think today we've got about 45 items on silent auction. I'm hoping to have 60 or 70 at that one. Okay. Hopefully an expedition bow, Tyson, hopefully you can help me with that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, right, right, yeah. But,
2: uh, no, in all seriousness, it's, it's going to be cool. I mean, we're, we're knocking on the door. Um, Depending on how we do here and how we do ne- uh, that last shoot, we're going to raise somewhere between fifty and $60,000 this year for our prop- for our chance. cause, awesome. which in, in the year of uh, the Seaward, yes, the uh, where there hasn't been a lot of events going on. I mean, obviously, we can social distance outside, so we've, we just consider ourselves very blessed to be able to have that kind of an impact, uh-huh. uh, and I love the fact that this guy drove up here three hours one way to, to hang out with me and shoot arrows and come on this podcast get To know each other better. I mean, he's given me some great ideas for some new products for next year, which sure. is uh, is always good stuff too. We always like that feedback. But just it, it's just it's, gonna, it's humbling.
0: And Tyson's got my my me as a spider spinning my web and see who I can bring into the fold too as well. And at least. Give them, exchange them information so this way they can develop that relationship like we have. And then it's like, and I'm always down for a road trip. So like well, one I know am always up It's like uh, I, uh, uh, Eric Clark from Where to Hunt podcast. Like he wants to do another podcast for me with me. But I don't know what his, his, uh, you know, it's like, right, I'll drive to you, man. I have no problem with that. So I'm going to reach out to uh, Doug Glovervin from, uh, from uh, Smackdown Podcast and uh, the release podcast up there in uh, Green Bay and see if, we can see if we can get those guys to come to that event because it'd be good to have more industry uh, voices out there, I should say, because we all do our own thing and we're all about collaborating. Yeah, what do you call that? Like a pot-off or what is that? When you got du- dueling
2: podcasts?
0: Or? <laughs> something like that. It's like it's just professional bullshitters getting a chance to talk because I know like when I sat down with uh, Doug last fall, we sat for two hours and then I talked to um, Wes Munson and Mason. That's something I can't I remember his name but he him and i talked when i went all the way out to uh okoboji him and i talked to talk for four hours we did two hours of podcasting and then after that we're sitting there talking back and forth texting us like dude i can't do this so i called him for another two more hours i'm the rest of my way there because it's because he's a night owl kind of guy and we just sat there we just talked all the way out there we're talking about stuff and talking about how many like how many deer i've just missed grabbing my big old truck out there and like what we what, uh, what we're doing he thought of the idea of like being able to have us all get together and he invited me out to a hunt to go to with him to opening day of gun season North, but it's like I had to I had to deal uh, do some stuff with the family, so I wasn't able to make it. So I'm looking forward to maybe hopefully be able to go up to again. But it, he liked the idea because my dad has friends of his that have known for 40 years plus, and they've been getting together for the last 20 years twice a year in Okaboji. They rent out the, a bunch of cabins, and it's like now it's like I'm inviting trying to invite more people that can make it out there just to go out there and have fun. I tossed to uh, Jason uh, Brinko. He runs um, J T Outdoors. He makes some phenomenal uh, rods, and then he he developed his rod company to pay for his fishing habit. <laughs> and he, he's part of the Walleye Aim program, and that was like, that was a fun podcast. I was like a, two, I was almost a two-hour podcast too. But uh, he has uh, staff out there, and it's like, man, it's like I'm looking forward to trying out some of his rods if we were able to do this fall trip like we normally do. Yeah,
2: no. I mean, we've only known each other for a couple weekends now, and you're you're, you're a little bashful. You don't talk much.
0: That's <laughs> true. Yeah, <I'm> <laughs>
2: and, and neither do I. So, no, it, it's been it's been cool to get to uh, to get to know you and just to kind of interweave our our spider webs because there's so much cool stuff that's going to happen as a result of this. And it's yes. like we're, we're, every weekend we're adding another another box car to the to the train. So true. Very, and, that's and, a
0: good. I like that analogy. It's a Box car of the train. Yeah, Wes is from the release, pod, release Hunt podcast. He's a Marine, I believe, because he served in the service as well. So, so, so he'd be a fun, he's a, he's a fun guy to talk to. He's no nonsense kind of man. He's, but he's kind of really taking a liking to upland game birds too. It's like, I, I have like, I have a 11, a Remington 1100 with 150 rounds in my, in my, in my, in my in like, I want to go shoot these things off, but it's like, we're afraid to go with a bunch of guys because I'm going to miss everything. So it's like, I'm thinking about just like coming out here and doing a shoot and like learning and getting the, uh, the timing down. So this way I don't look like a fool on the field. <laughs> Everybody's got their moments.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I don't have a whole lot more to mention just other than, you know, check out our Facebook pages. Of the and stones archery page um the one in denver iowa there was another one right up here in this area in the wisconsin area just weird coincidence um anyway so there's two of them out there i think hist is still out there but not operational um but check us out um we do offer besides hha does 25 military discount i believe direct
2: Um, which we can run through the shop. Very, very cool program. Um, did not know that. That's good. We stole that from our friends at Vortex. Vortex actually gives a 40% discount. So, our our staff coordinators met at a a dealer event a few years back. And so that's, that was probably 2015, 2016. That's when we started our our military discounts. That's awesome. Then 22% of the sales from
1: the, from the Virtus Rests, which are phenomenal. I started running those the year they were introduced. And
2: that goes on every single hunting bow that I have. So, 22% of that goes back to his honor flight. Fund. Yeah, 2.2 percent comes back to HHA USA. So, and then that you know that's our way of helping raise awareness for PTSD. That's where the 2.2 percent came from. So we want awesome. we want to put that out there for people to uh, you know just to raise awareness for that. So yeah,
1: yeah. and then Expedition Archery does 10 percent off new new current model year bows. Um, and then besides that, well not not necessarily inclusive of that. So we can't do 20 percent. But I do 10 percent military discount. And first responder in law enforcement through our shop. Um, And we are willing to ship. We do ship international um, all over the United States. So if there's something that you want, um, we can definitely get you fixed up. And definitely check out the Dust Off Project Facebook page um, and look at those veteran stories. And if you want to be involved, you know, get a hold of me. You can message me through that. Pretty easy to get a hold of. Or if you know a veteran in need, you know, and you think this could help them try to get them and you know you can't always push us because you might get the exact opposite response most of the time is my experience but okay something that that you know you can at least get them to look at and think about you know we definitely want to reach as many veterans as possible Um, may not have something immediately for them but we'll put them on the list and we have to do some you know basic measurement and how to get them fit for a bow and when, when when come when one comes available We'll definitely get it to them one way or another and get them in in contact with the shop in their local area if they don't know one to get them, get it fit for them so they can start shooting and
0: anything they need to get going and all this information will also be in the show notes as well so this way then you can go directly into it click the link send you right to there and this way then you can begin the conversation and and build that relationship Uh, was there anything else Chris did you want to hammer because we talked about your last event we talked about this
2: yeah no I think I'm good I mean obviously I was on here last week and I just I was more concerned with getting Tyson on here and I'm I'm thankful that he did because I think this is going to be a great episode for you guys and there's just there's so much good stuff going on here Um, but yeah as far as our events go um, our last one's wrapping up end of August and um, just this last month you know our first shoot after the whole COVID thing broke was in uh, June like the second or third weekend June yes and a lot of good ideas I mean I've got a great core of volunteers that help me out I just want to thank them I want to thank my wife because without this without her uh, doing all the behind the scenes stuff I wouldn't be able to to do what I do so she's been instrumental in, in the success of HHA USA even though a lot of people don't know her yeah. um, same thing with my wife too she's the here. I'm I'm financially stupid and she's got an education now so it helps me out <laughs> right Um, um, but we just, we've got some exciting stuff that we're going to be announcing in the next couple months here, as far as what HHA USA 2021 is going to look like. Awesome. Um, we've got a, a couple new venues coming that we're, we're super excited about. That's going to allow us to expand our footprint in Wisconsin even more and have a greater impact. So we're uh, Lord willing as yes it will. So we're, we're excited.
0: <laughs> and then I also want to shout out to, to, to Toma Warren, Sportsman the Line, for letting us record the podcast here on site. and.
2: Yeah. And it's it, kind of a cool connection here. I don't remember if I shared this last weekend or not, but uh, one, I, I don't know if think Chad's the president anymore but he's one of the board members here uh, I played high school basketball with him and I had not seen him for 26 years okay and they walked into my shoot in Wisconsin Rapids last year all right and I'm like hey I like that guy's hat and I went over and I'm like you look familiar is your name Chad and he's like yeah and uh ironically after we parted ways in high school he got into the service he's just getting ready to retire out of Fort McCoy here okay. this year but uh small small world and right. then you know I hadn't seen the guy for a quarter of a century and now we're now we're hosting an archery shoot at his club and he's a veteran himself so <laughs> just, you can't make this stuff up. It's just, it's a story that keeps writing itself and every, every weekend and every day is just another cool chapter in it. And I'm just, I'm thankful to be a part of it. That's awesome.
0: Thank you, Tyson, for, for meeting up with us to be able to sit down and talk about this. So, and then Chris, thank you again for inviting me on. And then as you guys are well aware on Facebook, HHA is an official sponsor for Bucks of America podcast. Pay attention. We'll be doing a a giveaway here sometime soon. We'll uh, discuss it down the road, but thank you everybody for listening. Please go rate and review the podcast. Uh, And then if you have any recommendations that you guys want to hear, let me know. I'll be glad to hit them up on Zoom.